Welcome to Saucer Cinema, the podcast about UFOs, aliens, and otherworldly phenomena in film, TV, and other media. I'm your host, Alex. Our movie this week is Visitors of the Night, directed by Jorge Montesi and starring Marky Post and Candace Cameron. Yes, DJ from Full House. This made-for-television film aired November 27, 1995 on NBC. Joining me to discuss this shockingly not-a-lifetime movie offering is the ever-delightful Mandy from the podcast Fake Movies. Uh, Today we have with us Mandy from Fake Movies Podcast. How are you doing today, Mandy? I'm great. Thanks for having me on to talk about this wonderful TV movie experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I was looking for a lifetime movie and mm-hmm. uh, I figured there had to be a lifetime UFO movie. I couldn't find one, but this was the closest I could find. This, was- I mean, I thought it was, I just assumed Marky Post uh you know candace cameron yeah that has lifetime written all over it so i was i'm shocked a little bit but maybe maybe you said it was on abc or nbc i think it was nbc um maybe they'd gotten like a little bit of um a whiff of competition from lifetime and they were like we need to step up our tv movie game yeah i mean it was also (laughs) yeah it was also the mid 90s so like the ufo x-files zeitgeist was like full swing ufos and aliens were really having a moment in the 90s in a way that i feel like hasn't been like we haven't come close to that since then no i mean we're kind of having a sort of renaissance now but it's not quite the same it's weird because we have all these different distractions and there's like this news that a Apparently the UFOs are real or supposed right. And nobody seems to just even be paying attention to it because the 24 hour news cycle just like moves so fast. It's just hard to even grab anybody's eyeballs these days. Yeah. um, Nobody believes anything on TV anyway anymore. Well, but you people like you and I knew UFOs were real. Oh, of course. (laughs) Do you actually I wanted to ask you before we start, do you have any history with UFOs or seeing UFOs or hearing about them? And that's a really good question. And I wish I could say yes. Wish (laughs) I could say yes. Um and I even took a road trip to Roswell at one point. I camped in Roswell for four days. Um, hoping and a praying, but I swear if you, the more you want to have experiences, the least likely you are. I feel like, I feel like the people that are just like total naysayers are the ones that have like these crazy paranormal or alien experiences. Whereas like people out there like me that are like, take me, no, nothing happens. So no, I've not, but, um, I've heard, you know, had close friends who had some weird shit go down. Um, how about you? No, I've never had anything like uh like I mean I've had Are you disappointed? Of, not really. <laughs> I'm I mean I I wanted to see a UFO, but I've never like uh wanted to be like abducted. Yeah, I don't really like I that. don't really want to be abducted. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really, you know, that's fine. I can stay right here. Yeah. But um I think you know, it does sound exciting. I think that I like to be I kind of like to be scared a little bit, but <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, I was really disappointed that and that drive to Roswell, um, it's very dark. There's just nothing around there. And um, that was cool by itself. Just just the drive in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. But no, no UFOs, much to my disappointment. 
Although you are in the part of the country where uh, the cattle mutilation stuff was like. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, you know, in addition to hosting fake movies, I do do another podcast called Colorado Creeps, which is kind of about more um, true crime and paranormal based around Colorado. And we did a whole episode about. Oh, okay. um, Oh, yeah. I think I remember that now. yeah, Yeah. UFOs, sightings and cattle mutilations and other kind of. Um, you know, otherworldly things happening. And there's this area of Colorado called um, the San Juan Valley that's very unpopulated and it's actually beautiful there. But I think that area has like more UFO sightings than anywhere else in the US or close to it. I know like this area of the country definitely. Yeah, I believe there's a there's a book about it called The Mysterious Valley. Um, yeah, there's um, an alien UFO watchtower out there. <laughs> Uh, it's it, it sounds a little bit more grandiose than it is. It's like it's like fifty feet off the ground. You know, oh, you okay. think watchtower and you think way high in the sky. Not so much, but the novelty of it is pretty great. Um, yeah, I'd love to go visit. I mean, I've I've been wanting to go like especially like out west. You know, where all the big you know, UFO. You know. Yeah. Spots Have you ever are. been out here? You've been out west. I've in- been, I mean, I've been to California. I, I used to live. I mean, I lived in Oklahoma as a kid. Yeah. Um, but like. Arizona and New Mexico are like, you have to do a road trip through there. Absolutely. And I've always wanted to I like go on a, like a quest through the desert, you know, or something like that. <laughs> I know. But when you, when you're asked, when you're looking for it, they don't find you. So yeah, not necessarily looking for the UFOs, just, yeah. you know, soaking in the just vibes. Just pick up the vibes. Yeah. You got to go the hit desert, up those rocks you know? in Sedona. There's just nothing like I've taken road trips elsewhere in the country. Like I, I took a road trip through like Florida and Georgia and like, kind of like that area. And yeah. it was great, but like, just like New Mexico, Arizona, that is like road trip land. And the food's great too. Food in New Mexico is like top notch. Um, but yeah, I encourage you to do that. You should do it sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. So visitors of the night. <laughs> yeah. This was like 95, right? 1995. Yeah, 1995. Very 1995. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? When I was watching the credits, when I saw Dale Midkiff's name come up, yeah. I was like, Dale Midkiff. First of all, I, I kind of in disbelief that I even know who that is, but he had very Sheriff Truman from Twin Peaks yeah, energy in this. Yeah, the hunky sheriff <laughs> kind of character guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like- I feel like they almost wanted the guy that played Sheriff Truman. They were like, well, Settle for Dale Midkiff. Yeah, I mean, he played Elvis. He'll he'll do right. Yeah, he was in Pet um, Cemetery, right? Yeah, that was, that was the main. Yeah, thing and he for. played Elvis in the Elvis and Me TV oh, movie, okay. which uh, Elvis and Me was the first book I ever read. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, at the, my first non-picture book, like kids' book, was Elvis and Me. Like, I can't believe. Yeah, that's just, you know, when you have boomer parents who aren't paying attention to what you're doing, that's what happens. <laughs> and the, you're right. This was very 1995 to the to the point where, like, I don't know how old Candace Cameron was, but I probably was close to her age. Yeah. Um, And to the point where she I had the same shirt she had on in oh one scene. Oh, my God. She has on like this velvet crushed velvet T-shirt. Yeah. And I was like, I had that. <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, I knew. I knew you were the perfect person for this movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it's like you, the podcast you do, uh, fake movies, is often like you guys do movies that never really existed, but it feels like they should have existed. Yeah, because they're just comprised of 
so many the the movies we brainstorm are comprised of so many elements that um are are just kind of overdone in cinema to the point where they feel familiar Mm -hmm. um and you know though i was realizing we have a very big lack of sci-fi movies like it's a gap it's a gap we need to take care of immediately i think there's there's been like one sci-fi movie and that needs to be remedied immediately i may have been inspired just a little bit i'm like we need so we need like some alien some alien drama here yeah you need you need what you need is something like one of those uh you know kind of like george lucas kind of like late night late 80s like post star wars like uh oh that's howard a really the duck, good idea howard the duck willow yeah. or something you know where it's like a poor man fl- star wars kind yeah. Of yeah 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 that's really a great idea um and i actually love howard the duck and he's technically an alien so he is he is <laughs> i could probably actually probably just you should probably doing- cover it on this on this podcast and uh probably you know he 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 fits the bill you know so well, to speak yeah but <laughs> but yeah the so like this movie just like it felt to me like one of the movies you guys would have made up on the show completely yeah um especially because there's not really a plot no there's it's... not really a much of a plot i mean other than what the hell is going on with candace cameron that she's such a moody teenager yeah which could be explained by hormones um the main conflict in the movie is really just her and and marky post as her mother i mean that's really the main right it's just it's just mother daughter like teen drama where or teen tension where she's like trying to you know go her on her own way and and be her own person and her mom's being clingy and weird but it turns out it's aliens and there's a legitimate reason. Yeah. I mean, that was the interesting thing about it. I mean, the movie itself is not particularly good. It's pretty formless and like kind of meandering at parts, but like there are some. Shit got kind of crazy there at the end. The last 10 minutes, I was like, what? What is? Yeah. <laughs> they huh? kind of pack a lot there. Yeah. You know, as true to form here, you know, on our podcast, Fake Movies, we talk a lot about it like really insignificant details in movies Mm -hmm. which i just think that's something i really notice and of course all my notes are about very insignificant details in this movie as well yes like um this movie though kind of like makes you want to focus on them yeah you know well my first note was about how the dog's name is elvis and i don't think they actually showed the dog you just hear it did you notice that oh yeah yeah you see the dog a little bit in the movie like yeah but like but yeah everybody had a dog named elvis in the 90s yeah that was a very thing very 95 thing clarissa i remember had an alligator yeah that's my that's must be what i'm thinking of yeah um she had a alligator yeah right it was like a little baby alligator yeah um and then this you know dog's name is elvis and i feel like i never really got a good look at elvis um oh and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead i think the dog is named elvis as well i don't remember i haven't seen that movie in a long time you, so. you need to fix that that's a yeah. that's one of my favorites <laughs> of all yeah. time i mean that's got david Duchovny in it right yeah <laughs> so there's and, uh, an alien connection <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. yeah um and then marky post is the star of this yeah um she plays a tormented woman who can't sleep at night um do you know what 
where the origins of Marky Post, like, did she get her start in TV? Was she a movies or was uh, she just a was, TV movie star? She was a TV person. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, she was in the Fall Guy originally. But Night Court mm-hmm. is what I remember her from. She's okay. She's from Night Court. Okay. Yeah. Well, her and Harry Anderson both had a fruitful um, TV movie career. So right. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, I loved her hair in this, by the way. Yes, me too. I, I was like, oh God, I wish, <laughs> I, I wish hair. I could pull that off for somebody to give me that haircut. I don't even know like what yeah. to call that, but it's like layered frosted curtain bangs, but it's great. She yeah. Looked, she, she looks looked, amazing. She looked great in this movie. I mean, I was like, awesome damn. suits. Yes. Yeah. And her and Candace Cameron were believable as like mother and daughter. Cause they kind of look alike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, the first scene she's, we show her tormented as she's sleeping and she's making some weird sounds while she's, um, dreaming that sounded vaguely sexual in nature. Okay. First. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was like, like cause oh, we're, we like, yeah. we start off, off, you know, off screen a little bit. We're or off to the side where we don't see her and we just hear these like soft moans. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, before that though, there's like, a, it's like, she's either, it's, she's either having a dream about horses running through the town. It's like the the horse is actually that was legit. I thought it was a dream too, and I'm like, that's very. Yeah. What is this about? Like you're allowing your sexual freedom to run free, or <laughs> what's that like? But there's a part where this farmer talks about how his horses got loose. So those horses okay, were yeah. legitimately like real. They weren't. It looked like like an old west town too. Yeah. The beginning sequence was definitely confusing. Yes, it was like it starts off like this empty, empty street. And then there's like uh, these horses running through it. It looks like like a beer commercial or something. Yeah, <laughs> like a 90s Budweiser commercial. Exactly. And am I wrong that the town looks like like an old timey old village kind of town? Yeah. And with the horses. I was confused about what, what time frame we were in. I think that was an artistic choice the director made that didn't quite work yeah i feel like there was a lot of little things like that in this movie (laughs) well i guess that the director um directed the omen four oh okay yeah so i read i read some reviews on letterboxd um i've not seen the omen four uh i have not either (laughs) (laughs) um but like everyone on the letterboxd reviews were talking about the director um which legendary telefilmmaker Jorge Montesi so legendary (laughs) there you go all right but I think I think that was an artistic choice to have like let's have horses running down the street and just going wild and (laughs) it was just confusing um yeah but yeah she's like tossing and turning in her sleep uh, making those vaguely sexual moans and then she yeah but it turns out she's just being plagued by nightmarish visions um and I was like, girl, don't sleep with all the lights on. But I guess if she's like got anxiety about sleep and dreaming, like maybe it makes her feel better to have all the lights on. I don't yeah. know. And then we soon learned she's got a teen daughter named Katie played yeah. by Candace Cameron with a weird Meg Ryan 90s hair. Yeah. And she, uh, this was, I think, right around the time Full House was ending. So one thing I noticed about her performance in this is that she reads her lines as if she's still on full house. That's yeah. Just- she sounds just like DJ Tanner for sure. Um, yeah. I actually uh, know this because we happened to have recorded a podcast last night where we talked about the end of full house. Oh, wow. it ended in 95. So right. you were correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh my god. And right away, <laughs> she it becomes clear she's kind of having a goth moment. Yes. And I appreciate that because 95 is when I started having a lot of goth tendencies as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you, there was a lot of like, you know, like some of her moodiness and her dressing, like the way she wanted to dress. And I was like, that this is like me in 95. I'm like a little triggered here. Um, oh my God. But, but not really. But um, yeah, she was like, I'm exploring an absence of color. Yeah. She asked yeah, your mom's like, you look like Morticia Adams. <laughs> I mean, she she had blonde hair and glasses, but she just had on she had actually had a cute like like black dress on in the first scene. And um, I don't remember what else happens in the first scene other than we're you know establishing that she, you know Marky Post is the mother of Candace Cameron's character, and she takes her to school. And then um, does she visit with the ex husband right away too? I think she which... talks. To, she talks to the ex husband on the phone. Um, oh right, played by. Stephen oh, she Mc... goes to her mom's like cute little bakery coffee shop and the coffee, literally a coffee house, and it is a, actually in a co- house. And that's when we meet <laughs> Dale Midkiff as well, and he's getting decaf, and they have a little conversation, and you can tell like maybe they've had a little romantic interest there or something but nothing's come to fruition oh i think we forgot to mention the crop circle and the oh yeah duh yeah Yeah. we cut to like stock footage of like an actual crop circle yeah that was was totally stock footage yeah yeah it was like totally look at the precision also it looked a lot like i don't know if you know i mean there's a prog rock band from the 70s called magma and like they have this like this spiky curved logo and it looked a lot like that I don't know Magma, but I'm going to look him up after this. But yeah, you're right. Dale Midkiff, um, we see him in a helicopter checking out some crop circles. And then the farmer says something about the horse having like the cut. I think when I started to get like really um, invested in the story was when Marky Post is going to the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is shortly after this, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I remember uh, first that like, uh, uh, what's her name? Um. I'll just call it DJ because yeah, DJ Tanner. <laughs> DJ Tanner goes to school and uh, she is oh, right, and she's you know, like double writing. Yeah, she's ambidextrous, which is supposed to yeah. be like I guess some kind of magical power, ambidextrous. Yeah. <laughs> and she's drawing literally crop circles in in class, and uh, we meet her boyfriend, who's like this, you know, little blonde dirtbag which i felt like they kind of looked alike honestly yeah yeah he actually kind of reminded me like you know how some people look like they're kind of in between two other actors like kind of like a midpoint between like i thought of uh ryan gosling and timothy chalamet like oh totally yeah yeah he's like i don't think he actually had any lines he had a few lines but yeah he doesn't have much much. he just just, kind of was there in a denim vest yeah he's just dirtbag boyfriend that's that's it and um and then she gets in trouble with the teacher and the teacher says something like, is like really mad at her for, you know, science is serious business. Yeah, I, I liked that. <laughs> the teacher was giving it her all. Yeah. And then, um, so she goes to like the principal's office and gets in trouble. And then uh, I know at the coffee, at the coffee shop, they talk about like, wow, I just don't know what these kids are getting into. And then like the mm-hmm. Marky Post is like, I remember, you know, in our, our day, you know, it was hazing and streaking, and I guess now it's crop circles or so. Or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, because it's like it's like senior prank season. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, and it was in Dale Midkiff. Does he end up going to the school too? 
I just it's funny I just watched this and I can't remember yeah it's 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 full of a lot of those kind of filler scenes where it's yeah like any you know you could just switch one out for the other but like yeah do, he I think he does at one point mm-hmm. he's 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 he hangs around with his family quite a bit <laughs> yeah but he's kind of um he's kind of a waste in that like I feel like he could have brought more to the table he's just kind of like a dude in a cop uniform like in a, and then in a helicopter he doesn't yeah he doesn't do really any investigation or anything. no I mean, no i guess i don't like know why cops, he needed to be a cop <laughs> why didn't he need to be a cop so we could show the helicopter i yeah i guess i, guess. I, I yeah like there's a, like a lot of like characters in this that like could have been like easily collapsed into two, into one character or yeah you know there's like a lot of that kind of redundant like um filler kind of stuff in this but uh it is a tv movie it's about it's about as good as i could do with writing a screenplay you know which i've contemplated writing like a teleplay for like lifetime or something oh yeah just because i think that'd be fun not like they buy it but i'm just like you know just the the creative challenge of writing a lifetime movie sounds really interesting and fun um i don't know if i could do better than this I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. You might. Um, so we're at. Oh, yeah. They do mention also that there was a history of pets disappearing uh, in the town, right. too. So that's like tied into the horse thing, I guess. Yeah. And then we go I'm kind of the- surprised Elvis is never, never disappears. Yeah. So, that was a wasted opportunity, too. Yeah. Don't don't mention the dog over and over again. If you're not, you know, yeah. do something with the dog. Yeah. It's Chekhov's dog, you know? The totally. <laughs> it's got to do something you have to do something with it in the at least by the third act or nothing's you know it's just gonna feel like uh or otherwise don't have the dog yeah but um, i kind of like that that's what makes a bad movie bad and yeah you know i enjoy that to a degree uh, yeah i get what you're saying yeah i mean there, there's a certain texture to bad movies because there's like this flabbiness that they have that's but it sometimes gives them like a little a certain yeah it's kind of lovable it's yeah. imperfect like me <laughs> It's like it's like it's like uh, love handles on on a movie, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Something to grab onto. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think next the next scene is the dentist scene that you were uh, yes. talking about earlier. Well, okay. So a couple things about the dentist scene. A, I loved the dental hygienist. Oh, the, the and guy, I was like, yeah. what is he in? I recognize him, um, I but I don't. I don't think he's in anything. He just had a. I don't know. I've. I liked him. What can I say? Um, and then I loved when she's kind of, you know, she gets upset due to some of the bright lights. Yes. And starts kicking things. And she kicks a tray of dental tools. And it goes like slow motion. And it goes into extreme slow motion. And we see it just a little too long. Yeah. Am I wrong? If I, am I right there? No, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was like kind of like, huh? What? what what's... That was another odd creative choice. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, and and like I feel like it was, yeah, like you said, like it goes on like a little too long. It feels like it's supposed to mean something, but it doesn't really even tie into her memory that she has. She has like right. a whole, yeah, a little flash I mean, of her childhood. When we're built, when they were building up the tension to her getting essentially, you know, triggered. Yeah. Um, I that was also a little heavy handed. Oh yeah, you know where we show the guy like picking up all these dental tools, one yeah. by one, and light is glinting off of them, and then you know this bright light is in her face. That was a little heavy-handed too, but I appreciated it. 
you yeah. know, because let's face it, this was on network television mm-hmm. for, you know, the common layman, you know, yeah. they, they need a minute. They need a minute to cap, you know, catch up on what's going on. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's really the just slow-mo dental ads. tools flying in midair. That was an odd creative choice, yeah. but I appreciated it. And then uh, she has that memory of the her like a brief bit of her memory. Yeah, we see a few flashbacks and chunks. Yeah, for, here like a, between here and the next few scenes. Yeah, and it's like a, the memory seems to be like of her like waking up and then going out into the living room when she's like a kid, and then it's Christmas time but she sees like lights coming out or yeah. Yeah. And we were, it's, I think there's later in the movie, we reveal more of it. And the young version of Marky post looks a lot like curly Sue. Wow. Like what happened to her beautiful curly long hair? Yeah. I don't know, but you know, maybe she straightens it something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, she had cute little spiral tendrils. Um, and, but we, we see her like flashback, like broken up between the dentist office. And then I think she goes on a work trip after this. Yes. Oh yeah. And she's like talking about like how she is, um, like in the future, we're going to be doing this stuff over the computer. (laughs) Yeah. And I was really lost as to like, what does she do for a living? And what is she showing on the screen right now? I was like, what? It was what like some this? telecommunications thing where she was talking. Yeah, was it? Yeah, I don't know. She was talking about like basically how in the future we're, we can share designs over the internet. I mean. And was which, she doing a slideshow? Yeah. The was, slide burns up. Like it's, yeah. a, like it's a slideshow. Yeah. And then the, the light triggers her again. She has another flash of memory or something like that. I remember. Uh, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah, we see a little, another little chunk of her flashback, which is. I think it takes a while before we actually really know what happens Um, in these flashbacks. I I think it's like at least midway through the movie, if not longer before we like know like, Oh, she was abducted. Even though like you'd have to be an idiot not to, you know, figure that out. Yeah. I mean, the crop circles are pretty big. Yeah. (laughs) And meanwhile, while she's doing her business presentation on a film strip, which I guess people did that back then. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still, maybe I take PowerPoint for granted here. I mean, I mean, it's 95. Yeah. You're still at that. I mean, I, I I don't know exactly when PowerPoint became dominant, but I mean, I, I, I just go with it with that. I mean, yeah, but- I can suspend disbelief about the business presentation. <laughs> um, but then, you know, Candace Cameron, meanwhile, back home She's having a party. is being a bad girl and mm-hmm. having a party with some very generic alternative party music. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I get it. Like, you know, it's it's a TV movie. They can't necessarily afford, like, you know, to play Alice in Chains or whatever. It doesn't even really sound like music from then. It just sounds like generic, like, Wah! Yeah, I would say like it's probably some stock music, like oh, alternative rock band, yeah, you know, on a loop, basically like cool alt alt music. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I feel like I don't know if I caught a glimpse of any alcohol at this teen party. No, but there was definitely lots of frozen pizza. Yeah, I mean, lots of frozen pizza, and there's always snacks, <laughs> snacks all over the place, like chips just littering every surface. Yeah. Um, and Candace Cameron is like having a good time, and then she gets upset that no one will leave at midnight <laughs> and turns off the turns off the generic alternative party music for one second, and then it comes right back on again. Yeah. 
it's and it's like and then her best friend who's like this another kind of like non-character really she really reminded me of jenna von oy from blossom really six yeah yeah Okay. I was like, this is like the poor man six, except she barely had any lines. Yeah. There's like nothing like- remarkable about her. The characters that surround Candace Cameron are her dirtbag boyfriend and her Jenna Von Oy-esque friend. Right. And that's okay. it. Um, you know, later on, we're introduced to some some randos at the side of the road. The, this is a thread that kind of actually pissed me off when they actually at towards like, because it really feels like they don't. Hint- do anything with that no at all and like that they're hinting it's like throughout the movie they're kind of hinting like you're expecting kind of oh are these like government agents like in the town like you know like see i thought they were aliens in disguise oh yeah or something like or something like that like they just they just have like this ominous thing and then spoiler alert turns out there are just people who have had experiences or something that does that makes no logical sense no it doesn't and and did not serve any purpose in the story either. It was like when they finally they could what have just are. eliminated that whole thing, yeah. or um, or or just done something with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, so what happens though is is Candace Cameron, whose character's name is Katie. I'll just keep calling her DJ or Candace. Yeah. She goes oh, yeah, it was out. Katie English. Yes, that's Katie her last English. Name. She English. and she goes and also by the way, her her dad who is Marky Post's ex-husband is running for mayor. Yeah. Which of course, which is have... also not really, no, it's just not really, detail. Yeah. I don't, I don't get why it doesn't really have any <laughs> significance in the plot. Nope. Uh, but cool, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. she runs outside for something. I don't know why. She's taking some trash out. I think she's taking like some that. trash out and she like disappears for three yeah. hours and is has she... like a time Missing time, yeah. Missing time. The classic yeah. abduction uh, symptom, supposedly. Yeah. And, and uh, But she's got some mysterious marks on her body as well. Yeah. I'm trying to remember this exact sequence because, like, you know, a lot of stuff sort of happens, but it's like... Well, then, then Marky Post comes back from her business trip and Dale Midkiff shows up and he's like, hey, I heard your, your daughter was having a party here last night. And there's fresh crop circles just over that hill. Oh, that's right. She and she, yeah. They have a car crash too, right? With, yeah. With with her boyfriend. Well, I think it happens after that. Actually, okay. after this, then Candace Cameron has like major teen angst, and she's like, "I'm running away," <laughs> and she gets in the car with her dirtbag boyfriend, and they're driving away, and there's there's an incident yeah. where he her boyfriend loses control of his motor functions and there's some blinding white light and they basically crash the car but come out unscathed and she wakes up she's was she was that when she was found in a circle or is that later in the movie i think that's when she was found in the circle yeah it's it's this movie this movie definitely has that kind of like thing where like a lot of the scenes feel interchangeable and it's (laughs) Right. It's not exactly a very streamlined plot. It's like a little bit like they could have combined a lot. That's something like I really had to be cognizant of when I'm inventing a fake movie, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what's the point of this scene? You know, you have to like make every scene really significant. Otherwise, it feels like very jarring and like there's there's not streamlined. So I feel like this is one of this is one of those movies where it's just like eh, eh, eh. then this happened like like tiny little nothing like significant happens in these scenes. They need no. to like have more 
weight to them. Otherwise, yeah. why have it? Yeah, it's nothing... those love handles you're talking about. Just yeah. like some of this could have easily been cut. Nothing builds up really to a climax except at the end when it's sort of all just packed into the third act. Yeah. After DJ Tanner is in the hospital, she they make a big deal about her needing glasses, which of course in a movie is going to end up with the person losing their glasses at yeah. some point. But in this case, she now has 20-20 vision. Yep. And some unorganic matter behind her ear, which is a very strange thing for a doctor to comment on yeah. um, or even notice. Yeah, she doesn't. But they do like a full body, like metal scan on her. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't specify what the unorganic matter is. I mean, I know she later in the movie she has like a mark behind her ear, but I don't know if that's what he's talking about or not. He, it was. Yeah. Okay. Right. Basically, the aliens tagged her yes. and the mom. Yep. And, and the they, horses. Yep. <laughs> and apparently, they kidnapped chickens too. If you believe her yeah. mom earlier in the movie. And then after after she has this incident with the car crash, um, she becomes very passionate about climate change. She's welcome back into her class. It's been like a few days, and like her teacher's like, "Well, welcome back, Katie English, and uh, yeah. her and your dirtbag boyfriend. I forget what his name is. It's like Mark or Matt or whatever, <laughs> Mike or something. Yeah. yeah. And she has a skateboard and like is doing a presentation about the theory of relativity, which then turns and then into she has into cool speech. Yeah, yeah. But then it kind of like segues into like kind of like uh, eco-terrorist kind of like Unabomber kind of yeah. <laughs> mode. Like humanity is a cancer. We're going to, yeah. we're all going to yeah. die. <laughs> it starts off good and then it takes a dark turn at the yeah. end. Um, and, But she's basically like talking about how humans are destroying the planet. It's just like civilization's going to come to an end and yeah, humanity is a plight to this earth. Yeah. But everyone's like acts like they're like there could have been a slow clap at the end of that speech. Whoa, what are you saying? Whoa, yeah. <laughs> well, and then she kind of does something similar with her dad and in his Later like in the movie, yeah. Council. Oh, it, I feel like it was right after this, but maybe I'm like no, I, it's, I can't keep track of time. Yeah, it was definitely towards the closer to the end of the movie because uh yeah it came at a weird time in the movie but yeah she's like like the, throughout the movie it's like hinted that she's been like genetically altered or or made yeah. like alien has alien dna or it's not really yeah. clear exactly yeah. what they're saying but she has like some kind of yeah i felt like it, it ended and, with me still not clear on what happened but yeah is this about the time marky post starts seeing the hypnotherapist yeah i think yeah. so yeah okay so basically what happened when was when she went to the dentist and she got like this horrible you know she was triggered by the lights and the instruments the dental hygienist is like hey i know a hypnotherapist who could help you with this so then we see her go to the hypnotherapist yeah um regresses her and she has like uh she remembers finally what happened to her when she was a kid i think yeah and this is i think when we finally see the aliens yeah or at least we see a little bit of them i don't know if we see them completely but see their their long fingers yeah i i do remember at one point the alien one of the aliens that is probing her makes like this really like weird cockeyed like yeah they're all kind of like closing and open their eyes like yeah, but they're you like know, really pervy aliens, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and they're 
they're really ripped too. Yeah, and I was about to say the same thing. They, they are like ripped. Like look these at are those body traps. Dang. Yeah, these are bodybuilder <laughs> aliens, and like they're still skinny, but they like are like you know they just like, have like huge traps and pecs. yeah, it's amazing. It's like wow, I guess they have a good gym on that ship. Really they do, amazing. yeah, but it's just a chest press and some sort of trap exercise. They, I bet they don't do legs. No, I bet they've got tiny legs. They got like yeah. <laughs> And I wrote, they have butt heads. Yeah, they, they totally have, like, have. They have like butt-shaped heads. They totally do. Um, but you know, other than that, they were pretty standard, like grays. Yeah, right? wouldn't except, you say? Ex- yeah, except I mean, they are grays, but like they look like the kind of grays that you'd get like at like a like a head shop, like at like a yeah. bong shape, like a. Oh, <laughs> yep, totally. Like this that is kind, the kind of one they'd have on a on a bong or um, or, a, or a poster that says "Take me to your dealer" or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, that kind of completely. Thing. <laughs> and um but yeah so like yeah they poke her in the belly and like one of them makes this like weird like uh, kind of thing <laughs> yeah me laugh at that. well because marky posts through this um hypnotherapy she realizes that she has been abducted and that she was abducted when she was pregnant and they did some shit to her yeah which they I'm not clear what I'm, I'm still not sure what happened i don't know either also her mother gets, shows uh, her drawings that she made when she was a, a, a that's right yeah kid. she yeah. basically drew like isn't that convenient this is yeah. like it's like yeah towards the this like, really uh, is just like one of the movies we'd brainstorm like the including, <laughs> including like really stupid plot devices like, yes <laughs> my mom doesn't have any drawings of mine yeah why does this mom have drawings from well to be fair to be fair like my mom kept keeps all of our i guess it depends on the mom but yeah you know if you have a very non-sentimental aquarius mother yeah. you don't have any of that shit laying around <laughs> yeah no my my parents were pretty good about saving stuff uh yeah, I yeah. Stand corrected just yeah. just me then <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> uh but you know marky post's mom who owns this cute little coffee house has yeah. all these drawings that um, she, her name, by the way, Marky Post's character's name is Judith. Judith English. English, which I felt like, I'm like, no one's named Judith anymore. And then, so Marky Post is becoming aware of what's going on. And that's that she was abducted as a child throughout her life. This has been happening to her and it's something she's repressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when does she kind of realize like her, this is the same thing as happening to her daughter? She just have like an inherent knowledge about it or i'm trying to remember the sequence of events like this movie really blurs together in some parts well um, here's here's what i remember happening is she kind of realizes this is what ha- this is what's going on then candace cameron makes the big speech to her dad's mayor campaign people yes about how they need to be having like solar panels and greenways and yeah she's like, like she, she gets got- her like climate change speech again yeah, except it's like, except it's like very like, oh, she's business savvy. She's really super smart and wise. It's like, oh, yeah. and then they're all like, oh, to her father, like, oh, we could have used her on the campaign, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But I think the mom is like, what's come over her? What's going on? Yeah. And, and I then, think, then she ahead. does, her, uh, the mother does go see as another doctor <laughs> who doesn't oh, really. Who- yeah, it doesn't give much help at all. Is this the one that's like she is so healthy? If yeah, you know what? there was some doctor that's like, if everyone was as healthy as your daughter, I'd go out of business, which is like <laughs> something just really weird for a doctor to say. But I, yeah. I kind of like it too. 
<laughs> yeah, he I, he's like a space doctor. I, I don't understand yeah. what he's he, like the like the one. The oh, head, right, that guy. Sorry, I'm getting my doctors mixed up. Yeah, well, it's like because like the. the He's like, your daughter would be great to go into deep space. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like uh, she'd be a perfect candidate. She's like displays all the uh, symptoms of space travel, but she's doing really well or whatever. And then and then she takes her daughter with her. But her but uh, DJ or whatever name, Katie (laughs) is like she does not want to see another doctor. She has like that's one thing she has consistently throughout the movie is like she does not like doctors yeah um, understandably i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh she uh walks off and then well the daughter is getting upset and at one point she she's like i want to live with dad i think yes. it's, okay. i think it's after this yeah and i think that's when the mom is like she marky post is now realizing what's happening yeah she's ex- been abducted her whole life and so is her daughter and she's like trying to get dj tanner to like recognize what's been happening and she's like no 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 it's not happening and then i feel like i like blinked and suddenly there's an alien baby what happened what who who what where how what so I, help me understand alex okay i'm trying to remember okay let's I, figure I, this out together okay i think what happens is they go to i, I know they go back after that to the house and the those three people that we mentioned earlier right these random people so at one point they pass these people like lost on the side of the road yeah they're they're like seen throughout the town in a few scenes like oh they're it's like they're they're made you're made to obviously think oh something's up with these people see i thought they were aliens in disguise i actually like that better yeah than what it really is much better i i i I'd like that idea much better or government agents or something, but no, they show up on their front door and they're like, we, we've been there too. We've been abducted our whole lives. And they like are trying to have an intervention of some kind, but it doesn't make any sense. No. How would they have found? I don't know. How would they have found out about it? Doesn't make any sense. It It makes more sense if they were aliens. Yeah. If to me, it feels like it's like a, it's like a remnant of like a previous draft or something like that. Or, I mean, it just feels like complete. It yeah. Does not... They probably had more scenes with those people and they cut them. Yeah. Cause it just goes nowhere. It doesn't even provide any information to the viewer that changes anything. No, it does nothing. But again, yeah. that's why this is a TV movie. Um... <laughs> but yeah, I think after that, uh, they, they're out in the woods for some reason. And then, Marky Post sees that there's a UFO coming and then she Well, says, they're like cowering in the woods, like clinging to one another. Yeah, and she's like, and then, me instead. And yeah, then she, and then she's zapped up to the ship. Yeah. And then that's where there's an alien baby. Yeah. The aliens are basically showing her these 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 babies that they're made. Or apparently they don't have emotions or something. They need motherly love or something. Like yeah. That. So there's like these alien babies. And are these are these alien? human hybrids yes yes. yeah i mean that's a big part of the whole lore of alien abduction well and they've been like harvesting candace cameron's eggs yes and uh and presumably and and presumably marky posts throughout her life and growing some weird alien babies and there is a precious little moment where she holds its little hand and it like and it's like a weird rubber baby and Candace Cameron is like narrating this while it's happening because I guess she's been through it before. So she's like basically saying what's going on in the ship while her mother's doing it. And it's like, 
uh yeah they they don't have emotions they need our emotions and uh, yeah that's what makes us human we need each other (laughs) there's a big speech about how human beings need each other and like and in in marky post is like i please don't separate me and my daughter like we are meant to be together blah 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 um, she just does this big speech about what makes them human is the connection between us. It's like the baby's yeah. been quiet the whole time. Like, and then, yeah, and it opens its weird eyes and yeah. it's like makes burp, like gurgling baby noises. Yeah. It's and really creepy. Yeah. Honestly. It really is. It's like a really unsettling little thing. Most of the budget was probably spent on these puppets. Cause like that's. Like- to- yeah. On the aliens and, and these little alien babies and the whole set. Yeah. Totally. And then, and then the, and then the, the main alien she's been talking to, who I feel like is like the one we've really seen the whole movie. Yeah, that's like been. I like, mean, they all look identical. They look identical, but there's this one they always focus on. He like gives her this locket. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. The, Earlier like, in the, the movie, because yeah, like uh, during the car crash or or car whatever happens with the car, the uh, yeah, the this the locket lock- that's like been in the family fuses forever. With the, um, the, the 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 necklace part of it fuses with the um, with the seat. The right, seat, the vinyl seat or whatever, and then uh, and it says like it has some like cheesy saying on it, like home is where the heart is. I don't yeah. remember what it is, but and then she's zapped back to Earth. Yeah, after that, and you know the assumption is that this alien like was moved. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's like I guess the alien was like, this yeah, is a, this is a token of peace we get. Okay, we yeah. get where you're coming from, I guess, or something. But the assumption is that the alien was moved by her tender speech. And, and now she's going to be reunited with her daughter and they're going to have a wonderful, peaceful life from now on. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, before I forget uh, the boyfriend, like when DJ disappears, like for like the, the last time in the movie, she, they, they are like, where's, where'd she go? And her boyfriend is arrested. And as they're, and it turns out he's just playing poker with his buddies. And uh, as they're arresting all of them, there's a bunch of them coming out. And one of the guys has like a visible boner. It's really oh noticeable. wow, I missed that. Yeah, I missed go back that. to it. He has a visible boner sticking oh, out of it. Oh, poor his... guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. People it's like... made fun of him. They were like, "Saw your boner on TV last week." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I doubt anybody remembers this movie, so like, I'm sure he's fine now. But yeah, that must be humiliating to see that. Like, the... yeah, I'm boner guy in Visitors of the Night. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go look for that. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. I mean, it's it's for a split second, but it's it's there. Um, Somebody needs to start a list of all the movies with visible boners because there's got to be a list yeah. out there. Oh, there's there's got to be a ton. I don't really want to Google that, but I should. <laughs> you know, who knows what will come up? Yeah, but anyway, going back, I just had I just I just had to remember. No, that. good note there. I missed yeah. it. I missed the I missed the the quick glimpse glimpse of the visible boner so thank yeah. you for calling that out it's just like it's right when they're marching all the dirtbag boyfriend and his dirtbag friends out of the, out of the <laughs> yeah love it yeah and then anyway but after yeah they return they return marky post to the woods with with candace cameron oh also the the sheriff the dale midkiff character and yeah. the grandma they everyone's all see, in the woods <laughs> yeah they all see the ufo so yeah. they finally know what's up and then after that, you know, it kind of fades out and it cuts to like a few weeks later. I don't know. Yeah. And they're happy now. Everything's great. Marky they're... Post hasn't even had nightmares for like a week. Yeah. And they're working on the house. 
and Dale Midkiff's hanging around helping him out like to do all the housework and of course they're all being flirty and the grandma's like oh and then she's like yeah no 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 more mother don't say anything you know that kind of thing (laughs) that's basically the function of the grandma and to deliver um right to deliver the pictures from the old days and to encourage Dale Midkiff and Marky Post to date yes that's it yeah that's it um and then uh you know it's like oh okay everything's fine and uh and then uh, it's not fine no Mm-mm. this is the very last scene murky post and uh candace cameron are i think it's in her room uh adjusting stuff or whatever yeah. yep and um there's big old you know cake poster on the wall <laughs> i really i almost paused so i could look at the posters a little closer oh yeah I was like i need to get a better look at this i just know one just said blues <laughs> It just blues. It, it just blues. Yeah. <laughs> and like cool, like a cool font. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, 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 that's one of my favorite like things in movies is seeing like the set, what the set decorator thinks this character would listen to. Yeah. You know, I love that. Sometimes but, it's a real odd choice. And I'm sure they're basing it on like how it looks, not like knowing anything about the band. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. It, and it's very obvious because sometimes the choices are really interesting. Like, yeah. But, Especially like when, uh, Ferris Bueller has a Brian Ferry poster on his wall. He has a Cabaret Voltaire poster. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's, I mean, that's some pretty alty shit. But mm-hmm. getting back to that, yeah, I think I didn't notice anything in her room other than the cake poster. Like everything else, this was like generic looking. Just yeah, like, I, I like that we both try to examine the poster because I totally did that too. I'm like, I gotta get what, what bands we got here, and all I really could see was again the blues, blues. Yeah. so they're talking and huddling together you know just like having a nice tender mother and daughter moment and then they see a light outside it's like oh it's just a car and uh so like phew and then a few seconds later like stuff starts moving and then there's another light and then there's that out the window the aliens have come back they're back well because marky post also keeps insisting they're never gonna come back they they know we need each other now like they're not gonna bother us again and she seems pretty confident that that's the case i think because the this big alien gave her back that locket yeah and of course sent her back to earth um but no they both it ends with them both getting abducted again and then boom cut to we're we're done the movie's over exactly it's so it's a very off-putting ending but i i kind of appreciated that was like kind of like ended on kind of a dark note that's kind of like okay someone on the youtube comments said they should have taken grandma too (laughs) they should have (laughs) and i liked that well grandma did seem a little like an alien there was something kind of alien about her yeah she was like oh here's those pictures you remember those pictures like she's like like she's trying to like help her remember I was just really desperate for any kind of like subtext or interesting things to go on with these characters. Yeah. I mean, I think the subtext is um, aliens. It's not teen hormones mood that cause teen angst. It's, it's aliens. Yes. The only thing that really counts is kind of like an emotional arc is really, they just are together when they get abducted at the end. And it's like, Oh, you know, we're doing right. it together. Well, I that's guess. what she keeps saying is like, as long as we're together, we can get through this. Um shared trauma yeah exactly which is uh i I don't know if that's a hopeful or a really super bleak message again (laughs) yeah um another really great youtube comment exactly nine months after roswell al gore was born (laughs) like what but Uh, hey fair enough (laughs) yeah 
another review on Letterboxd said that um, the uh, Omen 4 was his favorite Omen sequel. And that this too is about a strained relationship between mother and daughter. If mom isn't dealing with the antichrist, she's dealing with her alien abducted teen. So, you know, I guess that's a big plug for the, the omen four, which I I've never seen omen three, two or three, but you're right from an emotional kind of to storytelling aspect. There's really not much you walk away with from visitors of the night. No, I mean, I did enjoy watching it, especially for all the very, the, the time capsule aspect, aspect of it is it's, you know, but uh, yeah, it's like, as far as like being a narrative, a story, it's just like really formless. It's just like old scene after scene and a lot of stuff that just does not go anywhere or add yep. anything. But still, I recommend watching it. Oh yeah. Listening. Give it a whirl. Something. It's free yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, and there's ripped aliens and uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, TV movies were not really meant to be memorable or no, they're just like space. They're just there to take up time on your yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to have me back on when you're ready to do the Tommy Knockers. Absolutely. Because I'm here for it. <laughs> that one we could probably talk about for hours i'm sure probably yeah it's got a i mean it's a mini series yeah it's pretty long so it's, itself, it's so, like yeah. four hours um it's got tracy lords in it yep um shooting a lipstick laser lots gun. of green lights <laughs> yes and um who's jimmy smith jimmy yeah. smith's and I, who's the woman in it i, don't I forget who plays the woman the, the main character i'm gonna find out right now yeah but yeah, it's, 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 that one's a fun one. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, the book, the book is like, it is just pure cocaine, alcohol, bloat. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's like his, it was like the last book that Stephen King wrote before he went sober, apparently. So Marg like, Helgenberger. Marg Helgenberger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. That Another sense. TV movie. Yes. You know, Siren. She was great in the, um, uh species franchise species. she is so horny in species <laughs> yeah she's like Especially so horny for michael species too i might have to do that one both of those <laughs> oh yeah oh you've got to i think actually the guy who did the effects for species did the aliens for this too i believe believe it or not wow <laughs> he really hit a niche there oh yeah he cornered the market on on yeah he did, the, he did the aliens for the roswell tv movie from showtime also they which were way better looking than the ones in this it all depends on the budget you get right yeah true true uh but thank you so much mandy uh i cannot wait to talk to you again and um have a great evening thank you so much alex thanks again to mandy for appearing on the show make sure to check out her podcasts fake movies and colorado creeps if you have any constructive comments, movie suggestions, or stories of your own otherworldly sightings or encounters, drop us a line at saucercinemapod at gmail.com.